Well, good morning, everybody. We say hello to our viewers and listeners, and uh, we are about to pray to start this service, so I invite you to join me. Let's pray and give thanks to our Lord. Father, we thank you with all of our hearts for your love and your mercy, because you are here with us, Lord, and you are allowing us to be alive and ready to worship you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Amen. The first song that we are about to sing today, it's a, it's a different kind of song. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you agree with this statement, but sometimes we just feel that we are not at the, not at the standards of the Lord, something like that. Sometimes we feel that we are failing. Sometimes we feel, I'm not really doing what the Lord wants me to do. I'm not there yet. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we feel that that way. And, uh, and part of that has to do with ideas that somebody gave us in the past. You know, telling us that we need to be so perfect, so great, and we fail. This song has to do with that. A lot of us grew up believing At any moment we could lose it all and a drop of a hat God might turn his back and move on A lot of us feel like we blew it Thinking that we're just too far gone But I want you to know There's still a hope for you now No matter what can't erase his love nothing can change it you're not separated no matter what there's never been a better time to get honest there's never been a better time to get clean so come as you are run to the cross and be free be free no matter what you've done you can't erase his love nothing can change it you're not separated no matter where you run he's always holding on you're still a daughter you're still a son no matter what I know what you've been taught Don't know what you've been told All I know is my God Will never let go of you No Don't know what you've been seen Don't know what you've been through All I know is my God Will never let go Separated, no matter where you run, he's always 
Not bad. 
Redeemer, my sin. 
I would like to invite you to receive from heaven a fresh portion of the Holy Spirit. Open your heart and let the Holy Spirit come upon you. If you want, lift up your hands. Just let the Holy Spirit come upon you. If you have any burdens, just let them go. Drop them. any concerns, any pain, any frustration. This is the moment just to let it go. Drop them. And receive in your heart that beautiful presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. He is here to comfort our hearts. He is here to heal our hearts, to restore us. He is here to fill us with His presence. It's His presence that makes our life different. And we thank you, Lord, because you provided for all our needs this week. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us food, you gave us transportation, clothes, our homes, our beds. You gave us everything we needed, Lord, your protection, your angels. You gave us health. You gave us hope. You gave us forgiveness. You gave us so much, Lord. We thank you, Father, for all your blessings. We thank you, Lord. We acknowledge, Lord, that in our hearts, Jesus is Lord. It's your presence, Lord. Thank you. Your presence, Lord, that changes everything in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Today we are going to reflect about Jesus' kingdom, the kingdom of our Lord Jesus. Some of us picture sometimes the, the kingdom of our Lord Jesus like uh, this graphic that you see on the screen right now. Like a beautiful house in a beautiful place, probably in a village where everything is peaceful and loving and wonderful right sometimes we we picture the kingdom of god like that in, in other occasions we just picture our life like a, we will be floating in, in in the clouds right that will be the kingdom of god and some other people say no you know what the scripture clearly says that the kingdom of god is among us is in our hearts they are more practical right so i am sure that you want to know more about the kingdom of the lord today you have in your bulletins so many scriptures and uh, I know that you will enjoy some of those. And in fact, there is a little homework for each one of you. If you notice in the back in the bulletin, you will find that there are so many scriptures that are just listed. But the homework is that you will take your time this week to go to the Bible, read the scripture, and write it. Whether it's in your notebook or in a piece of paper, whatever you want to, just not digital, okay? <laughs> Write it yourself. No, it's not copy and paste, all right? Because there are great scriptures that I'm going to put here today in the screen that I want you to, to invest that time this week. We read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6, 9 through 10. That's all together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus exists whether we are part of it or not, whether we believe on it or not, exists. It's a fact. It's his kingdom. And his prayer states that he wanted us to, to live the, the will of God here on earth as it is done in heaven. Because that is exactly the nature of his kingdom. is where he rules and he is king. The authority of the Lord Jesus is in, in his word. You know that, right? The word of God is the authority. And actually the word of God is the foundation of the kingdom. But here is something very interesting because so many people have questions about the word of God. In other words, questions about the Bible. So let me take you in a quick journey through some history facts about the Bible. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, let's do that. You know that Moses was the first one receiving the word of God in was in Aramaic. Aramaic was transformed later in Hebrew. Initially, they used stone, clay, and leather to write what was the Word of God. Eventually, they moved to papyrus, and they copied those one at a time, versions of the Bible, until the year 1455 when Gutenberg invented the printer, and the first book printed was the Bible. You know, initially they used ink, you know, as you know, and the turkey feathers, and that is the way that they started to copy the Bible. In this video, you can see actually animal skins. They were fine animals, and they were utilized in one of the sides of the skin just to copy the scripture. Today, we have 66 books. Of course, there is a component uh, in the Old Testament and another component on the New Testament. All that is the Bible. You know, the Bible was copied manually for centuries. Just people writing and writing and writing. But from the original manuscripts to the early copies to the ancient, ancient copies, all versions to the first Bible written in, in handwriting, the Wycliffe Bible, through today, the Bible has been just transferred to us by copying it manually or now digital. You know that at this point we have this beautiful book, the Bible, that has all these books in the Old Testament and the New Testament books as well. This is the Bible. This is the Word of God. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus is based, the foundation is in the Scripture. If you are about to build something, you know that the first thing that you will do is to put the foundation, correct? Okay, so what is the foundation of the kingdom of God? It's His Word. You know, He spoke and everything became real. Existed it because He spoke. The foundation of His kingdom is His Word. But there is something very interesting that we need to understand about it. Is that His Word actually is being transformed 
into faith. This is a very beautiful process. You hear the word of God, whether it's a psalm, part of the Proverbs, part of the Gospels. You can read part of the prophets, or you can just go directly to any of the uh, letters of, of Paul or Revelation. And every time you are reading that, you know what happens? That reading, once you do it, and you do it out loud, that reading, those words coming into your system are being transformed into what? Faith. Faith. That's the way that faith grows. Some people ask me that question. Why I don't have any faith? Why I have trouble to believe? Well, the reason is because they are not hearing God's word. They are not reading God's word. And that is the source of faith. Now, Romans 10, 17 clearly declares that faith comes by hearing God's word. But, fellows, there is a, one scripture that I, I need to share with you. It is in Hebrews eleven seven, And it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I, I need you to see how dangerous is this. Because some people say, well, I have trouble. You know, I don't have any faith. I, I go to church or I go to uh, studies and, and I listen to preachers. But for some reason, I don't have any faith. I have trouble to believe. Well, something is, is, is not happening here. The miracle of the transformation of hearing God's word transformed into faith is not happening. And that is dangerous. It's dangerous because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. Imagine you try to please God, but you don't have any faith in yourself. It's like, no, you, you cannot please me, says the Lord. And why is that? Read with me 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, The person without the Holy Spirit does not accept the things that come from God and considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Holy Spirit. So here we are, believers. We have faith. We, we know how the kingdom works. We know the foundation is his word. We believe his word. We pray. We have faith. And when we talk with some people, they have no faith whatsoever. First of all, we know they cannot please God. That is sad. And the second thing is that they cannot understand this. They, they don't accept these things. And they consider they are foolish. And they look at us believers and they think, those are the most Foolish individuals that I have ever known. Those people in church. That's exactly the way that they see us. And the scripture declares that. They cannot understand anything because everything must be discerned only through the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit working inside of us that reveals to us, number one, who God is, who the Lord Jesus is, and then is when faith comes into our system. Faith comes by hearing God's word. If you go to the scripture regularly, friends, and you read the passages, if you take your time 
constantly, periodically, to review passage and passage in the scripture in a daily basis, you know what is going to happen? That reading is going to be transformed into faith in your heart. And that is the foundation of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. You know very well there were many miracles done by the Lord Jesus, right? You know that. You know that he has the power. Somehow you have the faith to believe in that. But for some reason you cannot move into that kingdom. And the reason is because the foundation is not solid. You are willing, some people are so willing to invest all the time in the world in reading all kind of stuff and learning all kind of things. But when it's about going to the scripture, they feel like it's an obligation. They, some people even feel that that is not uh, necessary in their lives. The problem is you are missing the key ingredient here. The foundation of Jesus' kingdom is his word. That's why we need to come to his word all the time. Listen what faith is. Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You pray, you open your mouth, you say words, you sing to the Lord, and you have the faith, or in other words, you have the confidence in, in what you hope for, that He is listening to you, and you have the assurance that even though you can see Him, He is there for you. That is faith, and applies to everything else. Hebrews 11.3 says that by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. This means that the things that we see were made by something that cannot be seen. That is the way that faith works. There is nothing, but you believe, you speak, you know is God's will, and then it's going to happen. That is the way that faith works. If you are having trouble to find solutions in your life, or, or if you have even, even you having trouble to have faith to believe that something great can happen to you or to somebody else that you know. The, the key is going more and more to God's word. Because the more that you listen and read that, that scripture is going to, to, to bring more and more faith into your heart. That is a fact. It happens. You know, his faith, we read the scripture. When we read it, that comes into our system and it's transformed into faith, right? When we have that faith, you know what happens? That makes us believe. We believe, oh Lord, yes, you can do that. You are wonderful, Father. You are taking care of this need. And then we believe what? We believe His Word. You believe one passage and then you go to the next one and you believe that other passage and then you go to the next and to the next and to the next. And through reading, more and more faith comes, more and more you believe, and you are more thirsty for His Word. All right. So the kingdom of the Lord, His foundation, His foundation is the Word of God. Now, what are the columns? What are the pillars of the kingdom of God? Galatians 2 and 9, 2, 9, section A says that Peter, James, and John are the pillars. And you know what else? Revelation 3, 12 declares, listen to this. Those who win the victory will be pillars in the temple of God. 
I will make the, I will make that happen for them. They will never again have to leave God's temple. In other words, the apostles and us are the pillars of Jesus's kingdom. Can you imagine yourself as a pillar of Jesus's kingdom? One of the pillars in his kingdom? Can you picture yourself that way? Some people say, oh, nobody. I, I, I cannot see myself as a pillar. You know, I have, I have trouble just to stand for myself, stand up and, you know, do the right thing. How could I become a pillar? Well, you will. You will if you apply the right foundation in your life. Every day, every day, reading the scripture, obtaining that faith, receiving that touch of the Holy Spirit, then you become that victorious believer that Revelation 3.12 says. It says also, I will write on them the name of God and the name of the city of God. That city is the new Jerusalem. It is coming down out of heaven from God, I will also write my new name, name on them. Friends, I know it's, it's not easy to comprehend what I am about to say, but, but, but I'll do my best to even explain it the best possible way. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus is here with us. It's in our hearts. It's real. But this kingdom eventually will be established on earth. That kingdom is going to be established. And there is a city that will come from heaven. And it's going to come down from God. The new Jerusalem. It's real. It's going to happen. But the problem is many people, many believers, they are not aware of this. They are just thinking of what else they can do in this world. What is the new thing they can get? What is the new thing they can do? And they are just investing time and time only on material things. And they just don't think of what is about to happen one day. That is Jesus' kingdom. Of course we have to work. Of course we need to take care of our things. We need to be responsible, pay our bills and all that. But our minds, our hearts must be focused on what is about to happen one day. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. His word is the foundation, right? And we are the pillars. We live in Jesus' kingdom. We live in Jesus' kingdom. But here is the big dilemma. A person says this. Okay, I read God's word. Okay, I received some faith. I understand. I'm important in God's kingdom. I'm one of the pillars. I get that. I understand. I am part of his kingdom. I live in his kingdom. I get that. But explain to me why I have trouble then. Explain to me why my things, my life is, is, is not the way that I would like. Well, explain to me why my body 
is hurting. Explain to me if I am in this great kingdom, with this great king, why my finances are so troubled. Explain to me why I have this gigantic need within myself that I cannot get satisfied with anything. Explain to me why I feel sad some days. Explain to me why I feel frustrated some other days. Explain to me why I am depressed in occasions. Explain to me why I, don't, I am not successful as I wish. Explain to me why I feel sometimes defeated. Why? Why? If His Word is the foundation, and we are the pillars, and we are in Jesus' kingdom, why I don't feel like things are going well in my life? That is the big question that people ask all the time. Why is that? The answer is very simple. It's His kingdom. And we need to learn to understand that as he prayed, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is not my will. It's his will. Part of the secrets of being in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus is that things don't go exactly the way that we want. And it is a process that every single believer needs to live on his own. I cannot live that experience twice for me and my wife so she doesn't have to go through it. I cannot do that. I have to live that myself. And she has to live that herself. And everybody has to live that, that experience. It is not my will. It's His will, because after all, it's His kingdom. But we don't like that. We don't like that, and that is why we need to surrender and learn to accept His will. Particularly when we are dealing with people, right? Because the main frustration is how people treat us. <laughs> that is the main frustration. It's not the other thing. It's how people respond, right? And, you know, everyone is different. Everyone likes different things. And everyone talks in a different way. And everyone thinks that this is right and this is wrong. Correct? So the question that we ask ourselves sometimes is, okay, we are in Jesus' kingdom, but are there any rules in this kingdom? Why everyone is just taking advantage of me? They don't do what they should, should be doing. They, don't, they, they are not acting the way that they should act. What, what's going on? Why are there any rules? And the answer is yes, there is one rule. The Lord Jesus told us the, the main rule. Matthew 7, 12. He says, in everything, in everything, do to others what you will have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And this is known as the golden rule. The golden rule meaning treat others the way that you would like to be treated. Listen to this. Talk to others the way that you would like others talking to you. 
pay to others the way that you would like them to pay you. Forgive others the way that you would like others to forgive you. Be tolerant with others the way that you would like others to be tolerant with you. Be patient with others. Be nice to others. Be forgiving. Be generous, etc. The golden rule. And that is the rule that operates in Jesus' kingdom. When we move to that next level in Jesus' kingdom, we understand His word is His foundation. We are the pillars. We live in the kingdom. And we apply this rule. Things are going to be very, very different to us. Because honestly, friends, there are so many things that are happening in our lives just as a result of our poor decisions in the past. And it's so easy to blame somebody else. And we say, you know what? I, I was just being nice. I was just trying to help here and there. And then they did this and that. And partially it's true. But when you study the story and you, you are honest with yourself, you think, yeah, I, I failed there. I did something that was not right. That was not a wise decision. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't say that. If, if we apply this principle, the golden rule in everything we do, things will be absolutely different to us in Jesus' kingdom. But the past is in the past, and now we need to face the future. So what can we do about it? Well, let's apply this. Let's really worship the king and allow him to rule us according with his word. We are the pillars. We live in his kingdom, and we will do to others whatever we want them to do to us. His kingdom, friends, is stable. His kingdom is reliable. His kingdom is safe and secure. You are not going to have trouble to, to, to see if, if his word is going to be fulfilled, if he's going to be good to you, if the Lord is going to be faithful to you, if you can rely on him. You don't know if, if the Lord is in a good mood today or not. You, know? <laughs> you, you won't have those kind of troubles because his kingdom is stable. Is reliable, safe, and secure. You know what Romans 14, 17 says? That the kingdom of the Lord is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Think about these three words. And let's go back for a moment to the golden rule. If we treat everybody in a righteous way, if we do things right with everybody, if you could go back in your life and time and redo everything and you do everything right, you know what you will have? Peace. Because every time we do what is right, we will have peace. And that is what he wants us to do. To operate in his kingdom by doing things right. Then we will experience his peace. And when we have peace, friends, oh my gosh, it's a lot of joy. It's a lot of joy. 
Because you go to your house, and there is peace in the house, and then everybody's happy. You go to, the, to, to work, and there is peace in the workplace, and everybody's happy. You go to see your customers, and they have peace. You did the right thing. Everybody's happy. That is the kingdom of the Lord. Yes, it is that. I count on the Lord always. Always. Psalms 37, 39, 40. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. I don't know what kind of trouble you have. I don't know what kind of challenges or difficulty you have. Do not put your eyes on people. Do not think, oh, he's going to help me. She's going to help me. They are going to do this. They are going to do that. No. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. You bow before the king and you say, the salvation of my life comes from you, Lord. Listen to this. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. Because whatever kind of problems or challenges you have, whether are financial problems, financial difficulties, health difficulties, relationships, whatever kind of problems you have, you will find your hope in the Lord. He will save you if you continue finding and looking for taking refuge in Him. In Him. In the Lord. Not in people. In the Lord. Isaiah 41, 13. Listen to this answer from the Lord. I am the Lord your God. Who holds your right hand. And I tell you. Don't be afraid. I will help you. This is the word of God. This is the word of our Lord. Telling you today. I am the Lord your God. Who holds your right hand. And I tell you. Don't be afraid. I will help you. This word is true, it's the foundation of his kingdom is happening, and it happened, and will always happen, because he is faithful. In him, I find my security. You know what a trick is to have tons of money sometimes? You have tons of money in the bank, and you feel secure. Oh, I can breathe a little. You know, I'm safe for now. Ooh. So that means we are putting our trust in what? In the money. Oh, I, I am safe for now. You know, with this money, I will go through uh, probably this period of time. So I'm good. So I can breathe now. I'm okay. You see how wrong is that? That is wrong. It's wrong because we are putting our trust and our security in the Lord. Let's read the scripture. Psalms 18.2a The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my place of safety. He is my God, the rock I run to for protection. In times of need, in times of desperation, in times that you are persecuted, 
in a very unfair way by people because they don't treat you the way that they treat you and they don't respect you the way that you should be respected and you just don't know what to do and you are thinking, where can I find my refuge? Your refuge is in the Lord. Psalms 27:14. wait for the Lord's help. Wait. The problem is, we are in the midst of a situation. The first thing we want to do is to call somebody. Hey, this is my problem. Can you help me? Bail me out right away. Text immediately. I have this need. And the scripture says, wait for the Lord's help. Wait. Friends, if the word of God is the foundation of the kingdom, and we are really in the kingdom, and it's our foundation. This word is true, and we need to believe it. And if he says, let's read it again. I am the Lord, and I tell you, don't be afraid, I will help you. It's because he's going to help us. Therefore, when we read this passage, and it says, Wait for the Lord's help. What is what we're going to do? Wait. wait. We're going to wait on him. Be strong and brave. And wait for the Lord's help. The Lord also is a fair king. He's so fair. Psalms 140.12 I know the Lord will provide justice for the poor and will defend the helpless. That is the problem. Sometimes we just see the, the reality and we think, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have connections. Who is going to help me? You know, I, I don't even have family in this area right now. I don't have anybody else to go. Well, what is what the scripture says? That the Lord will provide justice for the poor. And we'll defend the helpless. When we take refuge in him. He defends widows and orphans. He loves even the strangers living among us. He gives them food and clothes. Because he knows about our needs. He will never, never abandon us. Our Lord Jesus reigns with righteousness, justice, and compassion. He is that way. Isaiah 49, 13. Shout for joy, you heavens, earth, and mountains. Shout for joy. For the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. He will have compassion on us. He is full of compassion. Psalms 103.13 As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Those who fear him. So because of the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, we are not going to do what is wrong. We are not going to trust in false gods and idols or in people and trying to find our solution ourselves. No, we trust in the Lord. We wait on Him. He will give us the answer. 
He is a father that has compassion on his children. Psalms 116.5 The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. He knows about your troubles. He knows about your difficulties. He is not blind. He is not deaf either. He knows what you are going through. But He is gracious and righteous. He will defend you. He will protect you. Matthew 6.33 declares words of the Lord Jesus. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness. And everything you need will be given to you. The first thing that we need to seek every day is Jesus' kingdom. Oh Lord, here I am. I surrender to you one more time, Lord. Lord, I am unhappy for ABC reasons. I am sad for ABC reasons. I am frustrated for ABC reasons. I am even depressed for ABC reasons. I am here, Lord, one more time, not knowing what to do. But I trust you. And I want to seek your kingdom first. Before anything else, Lord, I want to trust you. And I put my hands, my life in your hands. I put my life in your hands, Lord. The same thing in the night. Father, I, I, I am tired. and I, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. But you know what? I am going to trust in you. Because you are the king of glory. And I believe your word. That you will save me. You will help me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How hard, friends, is really to surrender to the Lord. It is hard. You have to take your desires and say, desires, my own desires, and you wrap them, get rid of them. My goals, these are my goals. I don't want my desires, I don't want my goals. I want, Lord, your desires, your goals. Surrendering to Him. Living in His kingdom. And He paid the price, and we know that. You know, His death on Calvary, that precious blood, that precious blood paid the price for our salvation. And when we experience that salvation and that renewal in our minds, we can think, okay, okay, I got it. I'm going to do things your way, Lord. But it's not easy to surrender. But we can do it. What if we all pray? Dear Lord, I am sorry for all my sins. I need your forgiveness. I need your love. I need you. Would you please fill my heart with your Holy Spirit that I might become the person that you want me to be. Please, Lord, help me to see you as my King, my Lord. You are amazing, Father. Thank you for your love and for accept, accepting me in your kingdom. Let me serve you faithfully, Lord. In the name 
of Jesus. Amen. And we know things can be really good for us, right? When we all know I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Friends, I love you. I love each one of you. Thank you for coming to church. Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. From darkness to light Anytime temptation comes And someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve And not be served I know, I know, I know, I know